Good evening, everyone. It is Sunday, and you know what that means. It is time for If You Smell What the Arch Is Cooking. This is episode 48, and I want to thank you guys for joining me for part two of my WrestleMania show. (laughs) Got a little lost for words there. Yes, this is part two of me looking back at what has happened over the course of WrestleMania 38 weekend. On Thursday night's show, we looked at everything that went on for NXT Stand and Deliver and about just about everything that went on for WWE WrestleMania 38 Saturday night, night one. Uh, we still have one more big thing to talk about um, in regards to WrestleMania night one and then the entire WrestleMania 38 night two card. Uh, a couple of things I want to talk about here, though, before we get into it. I didn't mention them on uh, Thursday night show, part one, because I wanted to speak about them here on part two. Um, on Monday Night Raw this past week, Braun Breaker once again took on Dolph Ziggler for the NXT Championship. Braun Breaker won back the NXT title and is once again NXT Champion, now in his second reign. Why this didn't happen at WrestleMania bothers me. Uh, why it didn't happen at NXT Stand and Deliver? You had the you know history-making moment for the youngster. It just would have made more sense. Um, I'm still happy he's the champion, though. I'm not bothered by it. I hope that he now moves on to feud with some of NXT's top talent, such as Santos Escobar, Grayson Waller, and the rest of the guys on the card. I'm sure Tony D is going to want a shot, considering he's the one that put out Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, but whatever the case may be, congratulations to Braun Breaker on becoming a two-time NXT champion. Also, Cody Rhodes cut an amazing promo on Monday Night Raw as well, talking about his father, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, speaking about the time that Dusty almost became WWE champion, but because of countout, he could not actually win the title. Cody saying that he is going to win the World Heavyweight title on Monday Night Raw and bring it to his father's grave and present it to him while he is wearing it. The American Nightmare looks like he is ready to be back, and I am very, very happy about it. And um, the final thing uh, that I want to mention is <laughs> Elias is back. Um, well, no, wait. It's his brother, Ezekiel. It is basically just Elias with his beard shaved and a shorter haircut, and he is walking around calling himself Ezekiel. He interrupted Kevin Owens. Owens called him Elias. He stopped there and he said, no, I'm the younger brother of Elias. I'm Ezekiel. He proceeded to say this three more times. I feel it is the most cringiest thing ever, but whatever the case may be, why WWE chooses to do things like this, I don't know. Uh, of course, going back, I've mentioned this before, there was Thurman Sparky Plug, and then a couple of weeks later, there was Bob Holly. There was the Cannonball Kid, the Lightning Kid, and then just the kid, and then there was the one, two, three kid. <laughs> it's really, really weird, but that's fine and well. On to our WrestleMania coverage. Go ahead and crack open your favorite frosty beverage. And listen to me spew my venom, my hate, and my love for the weekend that was WrestleMania 38. Going back to night one of WrestleMania. Saturday night, and it was the KO show with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, 
when this was first announced, I kept asking, why is a talk show main eventing WrestleMania? I was happy that Stone Cold was not getting in the ring and wrestling because I thought, well, what if he gets injured? But then to my surprise, once they went live and they got back and forth talking and everything like that, and the match was announced, boy, did I mark out. I, I was pleasantly surprised because Stone Cold Steve Austin, wow. Owens fought hard and tried to put Austin away multiple times, but the rattlesnake wouldn't have it. Austin looked great and was have, after not having been in the ring for 19 years, looked like he didn't miss a step. The table spot, the spot drew the crowd. These two battling all over the arena with the fans in attendance screaming that they were witnessing a main event like Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens was absolutely amazing. They got back in the ring. Stone Cold hit a stunner, sold perfectly by Kevin Owens, by the way. And one, two, three. Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Steve Austin got his mania moment 19 years later by beating Kevin Owens. Now, there are people who are saying, well, hey, doesn't that bury, Kev bury Kevin Owens? No. He just main evented WrestleMania against Steve Austin. He can now come out and say whatever he wants, like he did on Monday Night Raw. He can now come out and challenge anybody that he wants and say, I stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with Steve Austin. You know who used to say that? Chris Jericho, he used to boast about beating Austin and Rock for the world titles to become the unified champion all the time. He could say, I am the only man that could coax Stone Cold Steve Austin out of retirement after 19 years. So good on Kevin Owens and amazing, amazing to see Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the ring after so long. Now, night one ends. There were a couple of lows, but too many highs to take away from this being a great night one for WrestleMania. Charlotte, Becky, Bianca, Ronda Rousey, Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kevin Owens, even Logan Paul and the Mysterios all did a great job. The highs definitely outweighed the lows. And in my opinion, I give WrestleMania night one a five out of five. Well done, WWE. You've got my interest going into part two. So here comes WrestleMania night two. And how do you open the show? Well, somebody singing better this time. And she sang America the Beautiful. I still didn't know who she was. But she at least sang better. And then Triple H coming out to the ring. Opening WrestleMania. And seeing him with his boots in his hands, it brought a tear to my eye. He thanked the fans, and he welcomed us to WrestleMania night two and left his boots in the ring. The last of the Attitude Era is gone. Thank you, Triple H, for everything you've done in this business, just like I said to The Undertaker. Thank you for being the game. <laughs> Thank you for making it cool to do crotch chops and yell, are you ready at the top of my lungs in the schoolyard? And thank you for being a part of my childhood. We then go to the card of WrestleMania, and it starts off with a tremendous triple threat match 
between RK Bro, the Street Profits, and Alpha Academy. This was a great triple threat match and the best match to open Mania with, in my opinion. Alpha Academy shined throughout, especially Otis. The Street Profits are the future of tag team wrestling, and Montez Ward has one of the best rump splashes in the business, if not the best. And RK Bro finally have come a long way and are finally found the perfect balance between the two of each other. We saw two epic RKOs, one from the top rope from Riddle and one in midair by Randy Orton. Three slaps of the ring later, your winner and still WWE Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro, Matt Riddle, and Randy Orton. Post-match, the Street Profits want to have a toast with the uh, winners, RK Bro. Um... They invite Gable, Gable Steven, Stevenson into the ring. He was all over at WrestleMania all weekend long. They want to have a toast with him. Chad Gable decides he's not going to let that happen. Well, guess what? Gable Stevenson had one of the best belly-to-bellies I've ever seen. He threw Chad Gable across the damn ring. They had their toast on the outside of the ring. Great moment for all involved. We then go to the ring for Lashley versus Omos. Again, one of those matches I really wish would have been on Monday Night Raw or on a lesser pay-per-view, but it was good to see Bobby Lashley back in the ring after such a crazy injury where we thought he was going to be gone for so long. And I guess this was okay, but it was mainly kick, punch, kick, punch, clothesline, and repeat. Lashley went over in 10 minutes which was the right choice, in my opinion, because Omos should not have been beating somebody who was a two-time World Heavyweight Champion over the last year. But this isn't a few that I think should continue to happen. Here's the bad part, though. Monday Night Raw this week, MVP comes out, brings out Bobby Lashley. They're celebrating Lashley's win. And then MVP turns on Lashley, and it's now with Omos. So this feud is going to continue. This giant, lumbering, stumbling giant named Omos is going to take on a superior athlete like Bobby Roode for God knows how long with MVP as his mouthpiece. Who the fuck did Lashley piss off? In any case, that match was done, and we go to the comedy match that was Knoxville and Zane. And for a comedy match, this wasn't bad at all. Knoxville can't wrestle for shit, but the hand slap spot, the giant mousetrap spot, the jackass members hitting the ring, which I knew was going to happen. Chris Pontanius, uh, Wee Man, they all were going to jump the ring and all get involved. The jackass pranks made, made me laugh. It made the fans get into it. It actually made it fun. Zane tried and tried, but he couldn't get the win or stop the insanity. Um, Johnny Knoxville gets the win. And now has a win over Sami Zayn in the record books over Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. Unbelievable. I will say this, though. Logan Paul showed me I was wrong. John Knoxville maybe didn't show me I was wrong, but he kept my interest and he had me laughing. So not totally bad here so far. Uh, We've seen worse at WrestleMania. So I guess this wasn't all bad. We then go to the women's fatal four-way for the women's tag team titles on Monday Night Raw, SmackDown. We have Zelina Vega and Carmella taking on Sasha Banks and Naomi. 
taking on Roy, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, taking on Shayna Baszler and Natalia. I must say all four women's tag teams did a great job. Even the thrown together team of Shayna and Natalia, they worked together very well. They reminded me of a Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, uh, you know, the way that they were working together as a tag team. I hope they stay together. I hope this just wasn't a once and done at WrestleMania because they needed an extra team. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan worked together as well, even though they were just put together about a month ago. Their entrance was fantastic. Being, I think it was supposed to be Batman and Catwoman, but I'm not sure. Um, Liv Morgan, wow, that girl can jump. She can move quickly. Unbelievable. Rhea Ripley, straight power. And knows how to put over a damn move. That moonsault she caught Zelina, uh, that Zelina caught her with, sold perfectly. Um, and Sasha and, and Naomi have incredible chemistry and style. We've known that because they were put together years ago when Sasha first debuted. So this was a no-brainer of a tag team. Uh, Zelina and Carmella have been great champions. I will say that. But they did not have any synchronism uh, in this matchup together. You know, it kind of felt to me like they it should have been the way Shayna and Natalia should have been working together. But no, the champions were at a loss. Banks and Naomi finally got the win with an innovative double-team move out of nowhere. Your winners and new Raw SmackDown Women's Tag Team Champions, Sasha Banks and Naomi. Call them the glowing bosses. Call them uh, the, the legit glow. I don't care. They're a great tag team. I'm here for it. <coughs> we then get the highlight package for Edge versus uh, AJ Styles, which, um, again, the WWE knows how to kill it on highlight pack packages, ladies and gentlemen. This new Edge got a new uh, entrance, and this was match of the night, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Edge's new entrance and his dastardly wrestling style was great and he made me remember the old edge the ultimate opportunist the man who was willing to do whatever it took to get a win um aj styles is simply phenomenal and showed it here uh even making it through injury because i know for a fact that man popped his arm back into his socket while i was watching him do it live on pay-per-view ladies and gentlemen i don't care what anyone else says that man fought hard um, Damien Priest's involvement was actually pretty innovative. I heard a couple of days sooner that there may have been some involvement with Damien and him joining Edge in a uh, new crew that Edge is putting together. If that's the case, that's fine and well. AJ went for the phenomenal forearm, and then out of nowhere, we see a spear connected midair. Edge gets the win, and I want more of this. I want more Edge versus AJ Styles. I want to know what Edge and Damian Priest are doing. I want to know who's joining them. And I want to know what to expect. I, I just, I want more. Show me more, WWE. You have my attention. Take my damn money. We then go to New Day versus Shaman and Ridge Holland. This match didn't have to happen at Mania at all. It shouldn't have happened at all. After everything that went on with Big E, after everything that went on, you know, leading up to that, this match should have been... Killed completely. Leverage Holland and Sheamus off of off of uh, Mania. Same with New Day. Put them in the Andre Giant Battle Royal on, on SmackDown. This was four minutes of four guys 
being all jumbled. The match barely got started. They hit each other a couple times. Sheamus hit a broke kick on both members of the New Day. Ridge Holland got the pin. Over. Why would you do this on WrestleMania? This match was cut the night before because of time constraints. But then with an hour and 20 minutes left in this show, you put it on, and it's like, what did it solve? What did it do? You basically made the New Day look soft, which they shouldn't look soft because they've been champions so many damn times. And then you made Ridge Holland and Sheamus look like they were a couple of bumbling idiots trying to stop Butch from beating up guys that he's not even in a match with. And why the hell did we change Pete Dunne's name to Butch? In any case, there were a few matches that didn't deserve to be at WrestleMania. This is number one on top of the list. And then we go to Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee. The only celebrity I thought that should have been at WrestleMania, Pat McAfee. I wasn't a fan of Austin Theory before this match, and I'm still not. But Pat McAfee was unbelievably good. He was a true athlete, and he showed it throughout the match. This man had an incredible um, entrance that featured the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, the white stripes playing him in, kicking it, punting a football into the crowd. Unbelievable. He beat the hell out of Austin Theory. I don't care what anybody says. Theory may have gotten a few shots, but Pat McAfee had this match on lockdown the whole way. His jump backflip off the top rope, and then his jump back onto the top rope to hit a superplex. Unbelievable. Great job, Pat. McAfee beat down on Austin Theory, did some incredible flying, and got the win over Mr. McMahon's pet project with Mr. McMahon sitting on the outside sulking, hearing Byron Saxton tell Michael Cole to stop cheering because he thought Cole was going to get in trouble with Mr. McMahon was actually hilarious. But Cole kept cheering. And you know what? It's dessert. Pat McAfee put on one hell of a show. Post-match, however, it didn't make no sense for the first five minutes. Mr. Man pulls Austin Theory outside, yells at him for a minute. Pat McAfee comes near them. Mr. Man challenges Pat McAfee to a match right then and there at WrestleMania. And then totally beats him down. All the athleticism we saw from Pat McAfee in the previous match was gone. Vince beat Pat McAfee in three minutes, even insulting him by kicking a punt directly into the ribs of Pat McAfee. Pin McAfee, one, two, three, and that was that. Sat there celebrating with Austin Theory, and then the glass shattered. And I was 14 years old all over again, ladies and gentlemen. I was watching Stone Cold Steve Austin come to the ring, ready to stomp a mud hole in somebody's ass. And he immediately did it to Austin Theory. Thank you, Stone Cold. Shared a beer with Vince. Who didn't know how this was going to go? Kicks him in the stomach. Vince, of course, botches the stunner because he's never been hit with a stunner perfectly ever in his whole damn life. He then shares some beer with Pat McAfee. Stuns McAfee as well. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Two nights in a row. Doing what he does best. Thank you, WWE.
because that was damn good. So, Austin rides off into the sunset, and we've got one match left. Brock Lesnar, the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, taking on Universal World Heavyweight Champion, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has been champion for over 550 days, ladies and gentlemen. And these two men are about to go and lock it up. Immediately out of the gate, we saw a suplex. We saw a spear. We saw three suplexes. We saw two clotheslines. They went back and forth like a normal Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns matchup. Brock hit an F5. Roman kick out. Roman hit a uh, Superman punch and a, a spear. Brock Lesnar kicked out. They rolled to the outside. Lesnar let Roman Reigns speared Lesnar through the guardrail. We've seen this before, ladies and gentlemen, but it's WrestleMania, and the fans were up on their feet for it. Brock hit another F5. Again, no pinfall. Lesnar went and locked in a Kimura. This got left on way too long because at one point, Roman Reigns had his shoulder separated. Reigns was screaming in pain, but would not give up the match. Thanks to Paul Heyman, he got to the bottom turnbuckle, the rope, clinched the rope, referee let him let him go. Brock sat back for a few seconds. I guess being respectful, or I don't know why, but he sat back for a few seconds. He let Roman get him his wits about him. He lifted Roman back up. Roman gave him a shot. Another spear. Ten minutes later, your winner, and still, and new, unified, WWE, Universal World Heavyweight Champion, Roman Reigns, ladies and gentlemen. Now, there are people who complained this match was too short. It was ten minutes long. It was by far their longest match they've ever had. But Roman Reigns legitimately hurt his shoulder. And I understand them having to go home early as not to hurt Roman Reigns any further. And believe me when I say this, I'm happy they did it. If you thought that Brock Lesnar, who was possibly going to be leaving the WWE soon, was going to be getting a hold of the Unified World Heavyweight United Universal Championship, you were wrong, because Brock Lesnar has been there for the last two months. Every Raw, every SmackDown, he's probably due for a break. So Roman Reigns obviously was winning the title. It didn't matter whether he did it in 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or 30 minutes. They still ended by midnight, ladies and gentlemen. They still did what they were supposed to do, and the outcome was still the same. I'm happy for Roman, because he's finally getting that push that he's been deserving he had to turn heel in order to do it, but he's been phenomenal for the last year and a half. So I'm just wondering what he's going to do now with both pieces of gold around his waist. He delivered a fantastic program a promo on Monday Night Raw to end it last, uh, this past Monday night. And I'm eagerly awaiting to see when what he's going to say on SmackDown. I've yet to watch it. Kind of on wrestling overkill here. So I needed a, a little few-day break. I only caught Raw. In its entirety, because I had nothing else to watch. But Roman Reigns is your new world heavyweight champion. 
and he did a fantastic job. Now, I knew I said there would be no grinds my gears on last week's show, on Thursday's show, part one. I would like to say this. What grinded my gears about WrestleMania, four matches that didn't deserve to be on the show, and Vince McMahon challenging Pat McAfee to uh, a match and beating Pat for no reason just to get to the Stone Cold Steve Austin part, which, which was phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. But you could have gotten there a dozen different ways. You could have gotten there just by having Theory and, and McMahon beaten down McAfee, have Austin come and save him. We didn't need another match. I don't know if Vince felt that we were still under time constraint. We needed to get a few more minutes off the clock or what. The Sheamus and, and Holland match against New Day, the Drew McIntyre and Corbin match, the Usos, were these were all SmackDown matches that could have happened on Friday Night SmackDown. It did not need to be on the main card. If we did need them to be at WrestleMania, they should have been on the pre-show because the pre-show was two hours long, both nights, and was damn boring. But that's fine and well. That's all I got to get off my chest. Now, ladies and gentlemen, after the overload of 12 hours between the Hall of Fame, <coughs> NXT, and both nights of, Monday night of uh, WrestleMania, and all of last week's wrestling in its entirety. I am worn out. I'm burnt out. So I will be taking this next week off. This will air, as I said, it's airing right now on Sunday. Part one aired on Thursday. If you didn't listen to it, please go back and listen to it. <coughs> After you're done listening to this, I will be on a one-week hiatus. Call it a vacation. Call it a week off. Whatever you want. I will be back, though with the normal scheduled program nxt aew dynamite aew rampage i want to thank you guys as always for listening to me i want to thank you guys for the comments that you leave on the facebook page on the group on the we can't wrestle podcast i want to thank you for supporting the we can't wrestle podcast slice of time the year that was the uh, Maximum Gold. We have new shows coming up as well. The Golden Voices and uh, uh, Wrestling with Comedy. Those should be great. Nate Maxson and I are talking about doing another show together um, called The War of Raws. But we'll get into that at another time. But I'm going to take this next week off. I will be back, however. We'll be back right on schedule. Won't miss a beat. And again, we're 48 shows in. And I do this because I know you guys like it. I know some of you guys love it. I love doing it. And that alone makes me very, very happy. So I will continue to do this until some of you, all of you, maybe even just one of you tell me, hey, moron, shut up. <laughs> So, have a great night, and I will see you next time on If You Smell What the Arch Is Cooking. <laughs>